Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me, Joanne White, and Power Your Life Radio. And so many of us, and it's interesting because I just had a conversation with our surprise guest, although she's not a surprise guest, but we were talking about really being able to feel good about who we are and be able to really take a look at what we're doing and be comfortable with it, be happy with it. And in some way, we we are usually the most critical of what we're doing and of who we are. And so today... We're going to shift that with my special guest, Lisa Bien, and talk about how you can really love yourself. Lisa is an author, a motivational speaker, an educator, and a mentor. And Lisa Bien encourages others to bounce back from adversity. She knows firsthand what it takes to make the necessary personal changes to overcome adversity and to create the life you want. Lisa is well aware that bouncing back isn't an easy feat, but believes that anyone and everyone of all ages and life stages facing any challenge or opposition can pull through and find true happiness on the other side. Lisa Bien began her self-love campaign at the home of her alma mater in the studio on Temple University's campus, and she shares her history and self-love philosophy with students while inspiring them to share their stories with one another on her TV program, Bounce Back with Lisa Bien. In the spring of 2014, Lisa released her first book, Life Happens, Bounce Back, where she offers a four-step Bounce Back Into You plan as a relatable and applicable source to all in need of personal and positive change. Her second book, Divorce Happens, Bounce Back, is where Lisa shares how she overcame and recovered from the intense personal pain of her two divorces. Welcome, Lisa. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. I was like, wow, whose bio is she reading for a second? <laughs> I got to shorten that a little bit, I guess. Isn't <laughs> it? Well, we got to make it. Yeah, we got to make no, it a little fine. tighter. It's, Basically, <laughs> it's amazing though when we do hear our bios, and you and I were just talking about like, well, we're doing about well. When is it to, that we're doing enough or we're not doing enough? And then when you hear what you have been doing, it's like, is that me? Look at what I have. So we have to embrace where we are at this particular point in time, and you have many stories, and not just your stories, but stories of some of the many guests that you've had on your TV show. But I want to go backwards a little bit, Lisa, and talk about your stories and how 
those stories helped you to create Bounce Back, your books and your TV show and the new Lisa BN? Well, where do I begin? So I will start with not knowing, and I think that honestly most of us are not aware of what we're doing and what I was doing through um, a great portion of my life is suffering from low self-esteem, low self-worth. And um, I don't think that we realize that we are, and it, and I will use the word suffering because we it's it's painful to have a low opinion of oneself and not feel that we are worthy of better or the situation that we're in. And, um, you know, through the years, I just felt that there was something kind of missing. And I always never felt, I always had this thing, um, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't something enough. It was always something I wasn't enough. In fact, I changed my entire major and college um, based on not believing that I was pretty enough. So the irony is is that you know, years later I returned to Temple University where I was an undergrad student and currently teach there, and I have this wonderful TV program that shares people's stories. And it's not all about – it's about overcoming adversity. And I always ask people the same question. What, get, what got you through it? What really makes you feel – that you can overcome this adversity. And it's always something internal. It's always something internal. And I think that when people hear happiness and I want to feel complete, they're always looking outward instead of looking inward. And so my book is really, my book is my life story, how I, how I took some external messages throughout my life and, you know, in my brain, you know, what goes on between your ears, I always say what goes on between our ears is like our laptop of life, you know, our computer of life. And we take all this information and we try to absorb it. And then we, we make up, you know, we make up stories and we make up our version of the truth. And there's always some, some version of the truth, but you know what, you get, you have to figure out who you are. And so my book is my, my story. It's a hybrid of my story and self-help, and it, and it really tries to show people how to go about and make that change, that 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 kind of you know get off the treadmill of life. I say and take a deep breath, sit back, and say, how can I become the person I really, really, truly want to become, and the person that I know that I am or should be? Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking one of the ways that you have to start with that is to, to kind of get into a place of acceptance and non-acceptance of where you are, meaning acceptance of, okay, so this is, who, this is where I am, and not, not hating yourself, not, not dissing yourself, and then getting to a place of this is where I am, and it's not where I want to be, so that you can – can create that personal change, but without beating yourself up. I mean, that's not, I don't believe in that kind of philosophy in, in, in terms of helping ourselves. Neither do you. No, I always tell people, treat yourself like your own best friend. In fact, when I go out and I do my motivational speak, speaking, I always, always start with, you know, if you once you believe in yourself, the rest of your life will fall into place. And a lot of, and my, and my big takeaway is, belief in self, and to treat yourself like your own best friend, meaning that if we don't take care of who we are, how can we take care of other people? And I know that sounds trite and people say it all the time, but it's true. We have to treat ourselves 
like we, you know, we are our own best friend and do and, and do what you need to do. And that means self-care. I, I so many women have read my book and they'll email me or they'll call me afterwards and they say, wow, thanks to you, I'm doing X, Y, or Z. Thanks to you, I really decided to take care of myself and go back to the gym or take an hour a day to meditate. Whatever it is we need to do to make ourselves and our souls feel good and feel better, we need to do it. And we don't need to feel guilty about it. We need, we deserve it and we should do it. You know, it's it's really important because especially women, like you said, women, we, we have that challenge of, okay, we're supposed to care for so many people, our kids, our families, or, you know, what our world, and it's all very important. I'm not minimizing any of that. And yet when we do that, like you said, Lisa, we often put ourselves last because we think that we're supposed to put ourselves last, but it doesn't work that way. You really have to have your health and and your inner sense of self and whatever to really do the service that you need to do with others. I wanted to look at your second book a little bit because we never really talked about that when when I had you on the show before. Blessings that I had you on the show. This is your second time. Hooray. But you've been through two divorces and bravo for trying again, right? Cuz many people don't after the first <laughs> No, I'm serious. No, many and people, yeah, many people don't, yes. So what was the challenge that you took away from from those divorces and, and also in terms of how you felt about yourself? Because that's, there's a, something in there that's really important. And what's in the book that that's helps helps people to get through that? I know I asked like three questions well, in one. You can answer. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so after you know, after my second divorce, I stopped and I and I and I got off what I call the treadmill of life, and I said something's not right. Now you notice I didn't use the word broken because I don't like that word. I think that what we we are all living a very human experience. And so we go down different roads and sometimes they lead to great paths, other places, and sometimes they don't. Um, so my divorce, my, after my second divorce, I thought, hmm, I always look at taking personal responsibility. Sometimes I take too much, but um, I, I said, what's not working? You know, and I went to um, a wonderful therapist and I believe in therapy 150%. Um, I believe we could all use a good therapist or life coach or something at, at different times of our life to really help us what's not working. And I took a lot of personal responsibility in my divorces and I sat back and looked back and thought the impact not only on me that these divorces had, but also the impact on my two children. And, um, you know, I always kind of joke, but it's it's not a joke. We kind of all, you know, we do things not intentionally at all and, we, and we're not perfect. And we um unfortunately we damage our children in, in, in some in some regards and I wanted to really reflect and learn and grow from that so that I could help other people um, you know, not go through the pain that I went through or spare people some of the things that I could have done better and I could have done differently. Um my like what? first divorce there was there, my first divorce there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of arguing and there was a lot of back and forth and and I tried to shield my son from that, but I still believe that as much as we even try to shield our children from it, they can pick up on it. 
And right. my second divorce was absolutely complete opposite. My second divorce, in fact, um, Richard is my ex-husband. He's Ari's father. He and I never even, I don't introduce him to people as, you know, oh, here's my ex-husband. I introduce him as Ari's father. And he often uses the term, Lisa's my partner in raising Ari. And so we have made it our effort. We've worked hard on it to be, remain friends. People have noted that they've never seen a divorced couple with a relationship like we have. And that is because we have both worked really hard at making it that we are mutually partners in raising our son, Ari. We have family meetings. I think family meetings are something that every family should have, whether you have divorced or not. We have family dinners where we meet the three of us and we talk about where Ari is, what's on Ari's mind, what is he, what are his hopes, what are his aspirations. Because the bottom line is, we got divorced doesn't mean that Ari has to come from a divorced family, if that makes any sense. So, you know, Ari has a birthday party. His dad is always there. Ari has a baseball game. His dad, his mom, we're always there cheering him on. So Ari's really fortunate in the fact that he has a great divorce. His parents were divorced, but his family was not divorced, if that makes sense. Um, so I really yeah, want you know, to share some of that. that that's so important because – Many people, like what happened in your first divorce, many, many couples get divorced and there's anger and, and, and hurt and all of that, and I'm not trying to minimize that by, by any means. But at the same time, there are many different ways to go about it. And when you have children, like you're talking about, they are affected. And, and yeah, you did whatever the reasons that you need to get divorced, you still, like you're saying, raised beautiful children together and need to honor that for the sake of, of the children. And so many times you hear parents bad-mouthing their ex to their children and, and really demeaning that in some way, and it really doesn't help the child or do anything to, to build relationships. So So bravo for what you're doing. So what are a couple of tips that people could take away today from Divorce Happens, Bounce Back that you give to to people to be able to create something very different from what I just described? Well, one of the things I say is what you, you used an excellent word, honor. You must remember that you married this person at one point, right? Take a little personal responsibility. As much as you might dislike him or, or her and you're getting divorced and you're angry and you're upset, try really hard to put that anger in a box and look past that for your child's sake. So I would say number one is to find the good in your ex. You have to because that person is not going away, nor should that person go away because that you, you made the decision at one point to marry that person, right? So now it's your responsibility to find something good about this person that you think, you know, that you can hold on to and then make an agreement. You know, we hear about prenups all the time. Why not make a, a family agreement? Why not sit down together and say, you know, here's how it's going to work. And here is what my number one thing is. Let the kids have a voice. 
often, so often people call me and they'll say, I know this is the situation. How would you handle it? What is your advice? And especially around the holiday times. Right now we have a lot of divorced families out there and they're making decisions all on their own. Now listen, I'm not saying ask your two year old, you know, let's I'm be I'm saying sit down and ask your older children at an age that they can understand to make decisions. Create a holiday schedule with your child. Why not? Let and children like to know where they're gonna be. And for what holiday? Are they going to see their cousins? Are they not going to see their cousins? Give them a voice. Say, here's what the month of December is going to look like. Or, you know, we started with Thanksgiving. Here's where we're going. Here's the plans. What do, what do you want to be involved in? And if they say they want to be involved in everything, then try hard to make it work. You know, maybe they want to open presents at dad's house in the morning and then come back to mom's house and open presents as a family you got to make it work. There's no, you know, there's no set rule for the family. You know, what works for one family may not work for another family. But please, 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 my number one thing is always include the children. It really upsets me when I hear that, you know, there's adults making decisions for their children based on emotion or based on I'm going to get him or I'm going to get her. Or, you know, find the good in your ex. Remember that you married that person. Remember that that is still the mother or the father of your child. We must, must honor that for the children because our children are watching. Our children are paying attention and they know what mom is saying to their friends or dad is saying. So, you know, let's keep the kids out of it. But when it comes to getting upset and bringing the emotion into it, but let's bring them into a healthy conversation about what do you want? it to look like for the holidays what do you want your summer to look like I mean we do that all this all the time um with my, with my son he loves to go to camp and but there's always three weeks at the end of camp where we don't really have you know planned activities for him and we'll say where do you want to spend those three weeks do you want to be with mom do you want to be with dad do you want to go to the shore he's 13 but we've been doing this with him for forever for as long as I can remember we've been sitting down with Ari and having a great family discussion about what is it you want your holidays to look like? You know, Thanksgiving is a perfect example. I love when my family's all together on Thanksgiving. Well, Richard wanted to take Ari away this Thanksgiving, and he called me and said, I'd like to take Ari away for Thanksgiving. And I said, oh, I really like the kids there, but you know what? It's Ari's decision. And we gave Ari the opportunity to decide where he wanted to be for Thanksgiving. And you know what? I think you can relate to this too, Joanne. When we take people's voices away, that's when they have the most difficulty in life. People need to have a voice. We need to allow our children to have a voice in the conversation. You know, that would that's be my very, first couple of tips. Right. <laughs> but that's very powerful and very important to, that, that allow your, the children to have a voice. And don't make them two sides. I've seen that, that, oh. that be becoming so combative in the people that, that I coach and counsel and even some people go to the extreme of hiding information or being non-communicative or being angry in front of their kids and not and not being forthcoming like you and your ex does so beautifully so that that everything is open and and a child doesn't feel guilty wanting to spend time with his dad at on on a vacation versus you know being with the mom with a family dinner and and you're right it's so unfair if we don't do that and we don't honor 
both the relationship that we had. There was some reason you married that person, and there were certain right. endearing things about that person, maybe the way that they they parted their hair. I'm just giving an example. And then what did you dislike mm-hmm. about that person? Well, maybe it was the way that they parted their hair. <laughs> I thought that was a joke. For yeah. Me, but... that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, I don't but, know how um... to make jokes. But there's, um, you know, and and even, you know, when it comes, I hear a lot of parents struggle, you know, you have, you buy a home with two incomes and now all of a sudden it's one income. You know, I always say, let's keep it real. Be honest with your children, you know, tell them here, create what I say is the new normal in the, in the family. You know, it's financially, it can be, it can be a big, it can be a challenge for the kids to get used to, you know, a, a new normal. So, but communicate show them why it's, you know, educate them about finances. It's always a teachable moment. I think, you know, we, we, we have a lot to teach our kids. And the more we communicate with our children during the time of divorce and even afterwards, I think we're, we'll, be, we'll find ourselves ahead of the game. You can never over-communicate with your children. And I think, like you're saying, that communication, Lisa, is so key. And it helps them develop their own sense of communication and and really be stronger in their views and what they like and dislike. And speaking about the individual, because it's important to be able to grow ourselves and our children, Mm -hmm. how do we love ourselves? You and I were just getting, you know, just talking about that before the show. How do you get to a place of, Seeing your weaknesses, can we all have them? Or seeing places where we're not totally perfect and be able to, like, say, okay, I can still love myself. What do you? What did you do, you, Lisa Bien, personally, to shift that low self-esteem that you said you, you know, you had when you were younger? Yeah. So the first thing I had to do was, and it's true, it's probably the hardest, is I had to get clarity on what wasn't working and why it wasn't working. I basically say, take stock of your life, kind of do a, a, a personal assessment of where you are and what's working and what's not, you know? So you ask anyone, I'll say, I'm a wonderful mother and I know that I'm really good with my kids and I'm a wonderful professor. Like there's certain things I really know that I was good at, but man, I was not a good wife. I'm not a very good partner to be in a relationship and why was that? And what I needed to do was really define what was missing in my life. And what I found out was that early on um, my parents were divorced when I was very young and my father, my biological father um, got divorced from my mother and then ceased the relationship with me. So when you're two, Joanne and, and someone you love or, you know, he's your dad leaves um, and you don't really understand why. It's not like you can say, well, why wasn't, the, you know, where did he go? Where did daddy go? Um, so there's an abandonment issue that I had, I had discovered that I had, and I had to um, basically, I had to reprogram myself, if you will, um, to deal with certain things. You know, there was abandonment issues. So if somebody was leaving, I was going to leave first. If I felt like a relationship with with a man was going to not work out, I was the first one out because I had this abandonment issue and I had to really work through it. So there was things that happened to me as a young child that 
really impacted me until I, until I was old enough to realize. And how did I realize? Because the listeners are probably saying, okay, well, how did you realize that? When things aren't working, it means that there's something needs to change. And what I say is to get clarity and figure out what needs to get changed. Oftentimes we hear people say things like, oh, this keeps happening to me. I don't understand. Why does this keep happening? Well, there's usually a pattern and you have to identify the pattern. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. In fact, I I, I think it's great if you talk to your friends and get advice. But after a while, if you're still in the same situation and you're still asking your friends and it's a year, it's two years, I, I, I don't know, maybe it's time to go and see a, go see a psychologist or go see a, a life coach. Go talk to somebody who is trained to really help you understand the, the the movie that you've created, so to speak. Because I always tell people, when you look at your movie of your life, what situation keeps happening over and over again? It's happening for a reason. So you need to really identify what needs what needs, what do I need to work on? And I knew I needed to work on being a better partner. I knew I needed to get healthy when it came to my relationships with men. And I spent many years in therapy and alone, many years in therapy. And I took a break from dating. I took three years off, Joanne, of dating. That's it. I cut the ties with dating and I got, I got, I decided to have the greatest love affair with myself. I spent yes. three years doing what I wanted. Yay, right? Three years doing yeah. what I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, and how I wanted to do it. I wanted to know what Lisa liked. So often we become, we get in these relationships and we become codependent. Oh, so-and-so likes the fish. I like the fish. So-and-so likes this. I like that. You know, you need to figure out who you are at your core. What makes you happy at your core, right? So I had to get all this clarity. And I, it's like... Like we're born a white blank. We'd like to think that we are born as a white sheet of paper, blank and clean and ready to go. Well, we're really not because some of it is already predisposed in our in our development from our parents, right? And then people say things to us and we, we take it in in our little computer, in our brain, and we process it. And the messages that we process are often saying to us or we process that we are not good enough or we are not smart enough or we are not something enough. Whatever it is, somebody believes, all of us, has something in our life that we believe we just are not good at and we're not good enough at. And the second one is to get real. Like my second step is I had to get real. I had to take a lot of personal responsibility about why both of my marriages weren't working out, what was happening, you know, and I had to evaluate why was I looking for a man and what man was I looking for? It was basically, I was dating the same man over and over, just a different face, right? Just a different mask, but the traits were very similar. So I had to kind of break through that mold and I had to really take some personal responsibility. And then for, you know, my next step is I was like, okay, so what do I want my life to look like? What do I really want my life to look like? I go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm saying, so what you did, what I, I just want to go back to that a little bit because I think that's really important to emphasize is is you took stock of, of what was going on in your life and what was not working. And, and you said something that, that struck a chord, and that is that when something keeps coming up in our life, something that we're not satisfied with, whatever, rather than pushing it down, you said to examine it, which I I wholeheartedly believe, and to look at why it's coming up. It's coming up 
in my belief system and the way I work. It's coming up so that we can, and you, you, you know, you ascribe to this too, we can examine it and release it and move on and shift whatever obsolete programming or, or belief system or whatever that has gotten in the way of us being all that we could be. So that is so important that you were able to do that and saw that. And, and you know, it takes courage. You, you know, you even say, Lisa, that it's not easy. It takes courage to examine yourself and to do so without hatred, without, like, beating yourself up, but, but recognizing and maybe even, you know, it's like if your kid did something wrong, you would not for days tell that kid how what a miserable, horrible child he or she was. You would be able to get to a place of, okay, you learn from it or whatever, and forgive that child and also help your child to forgive him or herself. We have to do that with ourselves. And you do oh. that so beautifully, right, with what yes. you're talking we have about. To do it. Mm-hmm. We have to do it. We must do it. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to be kinder to ourselves and not just ourselves, but to the people that may have given us those messages because a lot of relationships through the course of our lives are with people that we feel may have done some damage to us or maybe have created, helped create those messages. And, and, and I've, you know, we hear it all the time. Forgiveness is the greatest gift you can give to yourself. And it really is to give yourself forgive and get and give your get your own monkey off your back you know what i mean like we all put our yes. own monkey on our own back right um yeah, and we, you know we you and totally i started that kind of, it, right we started that today yeah. i was like oh i'm not you know you, you're, you said you're doing so much and i said i don't really feel like i'm doing enough and that's my own monkey that i create on my back and i myself even need to remind myself it's not like i wrote this book and then you know, it's not like you do the hard work and then your life changes. The point of this is, is that you do the hard work and you wake up. I want and people you to wake to up. And you to do the work, though, right? I mean, right. the work isn't yeah. just oh, ended. I, I continue think to do the work. Who we are. Right. Right. The work never ends. We wake up. I use the analogy, Joanne, of people on their cell phones, their heads always down. And that's truly how I would say a great percentage of people live their life. The head is down. We don't wake up and really look at who we are. You know, we don't, there's so many people who I would love to like videotape them for the day and say, look, this is your life, but you can't, you have to want to do it on your own. I have people who call me on a regular basis. They're in bad situations. They want me to help them. And um, I want to shake them. You know, like the the, the uh, person inside of me that has, you know, wants these people to like rally and be strong. And I want everybody to rally and be strong because I believe that everybody has the potential. You know, Nike has the greatest slogan ever. Just do it. You know, that's my like, do it, do it, do it. But not everybody has the capacity to just do it. It takes time and hard work. And, in, and when I uh, first did my first book, Life Happens Bounce Back, Someone called me and said, you must take it out. It says, it says hard work too much in that book. You must take it out. You don't want people to think that it's hard work. And I said, I absolutely do. I will not take that out of the book. I said, because it is hard work. Because you don't wake up every day. Nobody wakes up every single day, you know, singing. And, and it's, it's not always sunny in, in everybody's head. You know, I try to have a great day most days. But it's work. It's telling yourself you're going to have a great day. It's affirming about who you are and why you're special. Because think about it this way. 
I didn't have this epiphany and I didn't go to therapy until I was in my late 30s, early 40s. I'm now 51. So I lived with this I'm not good enough much longer than I did live with the I am good enough. So it's a battle, you know, so to speak. You're reprogramming your brain to believe in you. And that's really what it comes down to. You have to reprogram the old minutiae, the old things you used to tell yourself. And sometimes you literally talk to yourself. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, no, I got this. I got Actually, this. not you know, only sometimes. How about all the time? <laughs> how about all right. the time I being mean, able right, to like, talk to you yourself? And I, I want to go back to something that I think is really important. You were talk, We were talking about forgiveness, Lisa, and mm-hmm. and also about using affirmations and whatever. You have to, and you've said this, I just want to reinforce it, you have to be able mm-hmm. to shift the old messages, the old tapes. And one of the ways to do that is through repetition. And, you know, I work with clients. I had somebody yesterday who was down on herself and did not – and says, you know, the the automatic tapes that come up that say you're not good good enough or what's wrong with you or why'd you do that or that was stupid or and, and we can all relate to that or or come on get it that what that's ridiculous why did you do that look at and we have to be able to shift that those tapes because I've studied this they come up very quickly and my client yesterday said I don't even know when I'm saying it you don't even know when your brain is like spewing that stuff out it happens so fast but you have to like you said Lisa retrain your brain and be able to look at it and it's not always oh look at that it's so sweet it's painful sometimes like you said <laughs> painful doesn't always feel yeah. good to, to that crap <laughs> but you know what out. you're right sometimes there's come out on top mhm but i think that joanne i think the whole point is too is once you know who you are what your likes are what your dislikes are what you what you you know it's interesting because I, I've done marketing my whole career in communications and, and businesses want to know what's, what's my, you know, they'll say, let's do our value proposition. If you come here, why is my, you know, what, what am I, what is, what, what, what's the promise? Well, what's your value proposition as a human being? You know, we to all yourself. have something wonderful about us, right? Identify right. what makes you so wonderful and fabulous. And guess what? It's okay to know that you're wonderful and fabulous and what you're wonderful and fabulous in. We and are it's raised also to believe like pat yourself on the back and say to yourself, yes. I am wonderful and fabulous. So let's do that right now. Like it seems so stupid. Uh, okay. But wouldn't it if we were teaching kids to do that in school, like, you know, hug yourself and let yourself know you love yourself. Little things that help you feel good may seem silly, but they also work. They so work. Joanne, I look in the mirror and I say to myself, good morning. When I get up in the morning and I say, and I look at myself and I say, you are beautiful just the way you are. Because I used to look in the mirror and say, oh, you have to lose 20 pounds. You have to do this. You have to do that. Somebody once told me I had green eyes. It's a true story. And I tell this story when I speak. Somebody once said to me, you have the most beautiful green eyes. And I said, what? I didn't know I had beautiful green eyes because I was too busy looking at everything I didn't like about myself. So now you know, I look and at we, myself and I go, wow, 
Right. I have great green eyes now. (laughs) We do that. We look at what's not working. We look at what we don't like about ourselves. We we look at things about what we don't like instead of looking at what we do like. It's so much. It's it's actually easier to be positive. I always say to people, I'm always smiling, whether you know I'm in a great mood or not. I always have a smile on my face. And somebody once said to me, "You always have a smile on your face." They said. It feels good to smile. It really does feel good, and it feels good to be happy. So I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that my days are, are genuinely happy days. Plus, it's it's contagious. So if you smile and if you're happy and you're you're with other people, they're picking up that energy vibe of feeling good and smiling, and it spreads and it spreads and it spreads. There was something else you said also that's really important, and that's about forgive not only forgiving ourselves but forgiving others i have a ritual that i do in the morning when i do my morning walk and i it's where i'm forgiving all transgressions i say all transgress yeah speak all transgressions against me large and or small consciously and or unconsciously past and present and i go in across all time space continuums all dimensions all reality da da da, da and I forgive that. I don't necessarily state who. I just all, you know, anybody that's transgressed against me. And then I forgive myself for the whole kind of thing. And then I ask for forgiveness. And I do that every morning. Like you're saying, you look in the mirror and you and you tell yourself how beautiful you are. Once we start doing that with some repetition, we are shifting. We begin and in our inner minds, and you know this, begin to take on that new self, that new whatever that, we, that we're presenting to ourselves and begin to believe it and make it more real. So, so it's really powerful what you're doing when you're looking in the mirror and telling yourself, you know, you're beautiful because we are. We are and you are beautiful and we are all so beautiful and you said something important and we all have gifts different gifts that we can share. So speaking of sharing, tell people, because you have so many gifts, tell people how they could get a hold (laughs) of you. Get a hold of your two books, Divorce Happens, Bounce Back, and your other book, where is it? Because I had it in my hand, but now (laughs) Life Happens, Bounce Um, Back. And and mm -hmm. I've had that book for, that's a beautiful book. I've had that. I cherish that book, too, so thank you. Oh, thank you. So I always tell people the best way to get me is through my website, and you can just Google me, which is my name, LisaBN.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a bouncing back page. I'm on Twitter. All LisaBN. I've made it really easy. LisaBN, bouncing back. And stay tuned because I'm going to have a new YouTube channel, bouncing back with LisaBN. Yep, I'm really excited where all my shows, all my TV shows, will be um, available as well on YouTube and on templetv.net. They are all currently there. So you can go to templetv.net, Bouncing Back, and view some of my shows. And we have covered some great topics. We really have. So I hope that somebody will take advantage of the shows and take a look and enjoy it and maybe learn something as well. When is it going to be on YouTube? I'm hoping this week. <laughs> Give me a week. So it will definitely be on Email YouTube Email me or whatever. And yeah, and I'll promote it, so that'll be great because I think that's important. And I've I've been honored to be on your show in the t- <laughs> at Temple University, yes. my alma mater, and I taught there too. So yes, it's great, Lisa. We it only is have wonderful. a few. 
and tell I want you to be able to leave our listeners with with so you know you you've created and said so many gems about loving ourselves and what you need to do in in a divorce to help yourself and also your children and 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 to really give some credibility to the fact that you were married to this person for some reason you were on a total idiot right there had to be some right. redeeming mm-hmm. about it so what would you like to leave our listeners with I would like to leave our listeners with with this thought. If you're unhappy, you have every right to make that change and make yourself happy. There's nobody that's going to do the work for you. Only you can do it for yourself. Only you can make yourself happy. We're only here once. We really haven't talked to anybody. We haven't spoken to anybody that says they've come back. And you deserve to be happy. You deserve to wake up and feel peace in your life and joy. And so if you you don't have it, go out and grab it and find a way to make yourself happy, even if it's a simple thing as going out and taking a long walk each day and thinking about what will make you happy. Do something for you because you deserve it. And if you think for one minute that you don't, you're wrong. And I am here to tell you that every single person deserves to feel love and peace and valued and you are valued you're valued if you're listening to us today and you're valued in your life so if you need some extra help you know how to reach me read my book life happens bounce back visit my website talk to me on facebook i'm welcome to talk to you and i just want everyone to believe that they are loved and they deserve to be loved beautiful message so I think that that's that's perfect. There's nothing more to say. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but really, <laughs> thank you because you are a living example of being able to shift that in yourself, and and that's a beautiful role model for people, Lisa. So thanks so much for being on the show. Kudos for all that you do, and I'm so glad that we welcomed you back again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. So remember some of the things that Lisa B.N. said in terms of loving yourself, and she said it also very, very beautifully. Take time for yourself. You deserve it. Make your time with you special. Stop the criticism game and the dissing game with yourself. You deserve to hear positive statements. You deserve to feel good about what you're doing. And if you don't like what you're doing, to embrace yourself and whatever you're doing in a forgiving mode to be, so that you can more easily shift. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to my website. I'll give you the short version, docdocwhite.com, docwhite.com, and find out about new episodes, uh, some free articles, and a lot of information, and know that you are an incredibly beautiful, light, powerful being sourced from divine energy, and you have the right to totally love yourself and really be the most beautiful, powerful person that you can be and that you truly are. So thanks so much for being here, and have a blessed day or blessed evening wherever you are. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author Dr. Joanne White. 
Listen often and spread the word about The Upbeat Show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.